Hey guys, what's up? Cody here, back with my co-host Matt. Uh, this week we're going to be talking about WrestleMania 37. We have two different perspectives. I watched it on Peacock. He was live in attendance, so we're going to have a couple different uh, per- perspectives of view on how this works. And apparently, WWE went and did their spring cleaning. So. They also have released several superstars who were at WrestleMania and who are on WrestleMania and who they haven't used in months. So, that and more here on the podcast. They already think we're weird. It's okay. Well, and we're live. (laughs) (laughs) We are live on Twitch for the first time. Um, Yeah, this is going to be exciting. We're going to get the ball rolling here. So, yeah, this week has been a very eventful week, to say the least, for everybody involved. Um, (laughs) You You ain't kidding, man. So I'm going to go to uh, WWE.com right now, and we're going to check out the new releases from WWE, unfortunately. And we feel we do feel sorry for these people. You know, it, it sucks. It's terrible, but I know that there's going to be some sweet stories coming out. Uh, what's his name there? Uh, Tucker? <laughs> he, is, uh, he is very excited to explain his story, his side of things. Really? Yeah, there's there's people already asking him to go on podcasts. I thought about reaching out to him like he wants to he wants to talk about his side of things, so I'd be curious to see what he's Yeah, I mean, say. we could we can definitely reach out to him, see what happens, but uh it it'd be interesting to say the least. For sure. Um wow, that's He t- he tweeted as soon as it happened, he tweeted freedom in all capital letters. So you tell me what he thinks. Uh, something about the pandemic, about how big of an American he is. Um, no, no. You know, <laughs> you're, now you're just being facetious. You you know that they're held under a microscope in WWE. I wouldn't Come say on, a now. microscope. I'd say under a big list of superstars during their spring cleaning. <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> Drink water way too fast. Um, Don't worry, everybody. Cody is, is not dying. Oh, no. If Burger King and McDonald's can't do it, that water sure is fucking going to do it. <laughs> um, Damn H2O. <laughs> so, as of April 15th, 2021, Wesley Blake, Bo Dallas, Mojo Raleigh. We all knew that was coming sooner or later. The surprising one for me, Kalisto. Yeah, that sucks. Uh, Tucker, Chelsea Green, uh, veteran of the women's division, Mickey James, both Billy Kay and Peyton Royce, the Iconics, and who was just on WrestleMania as a commentator, Samoa Joe. Terrible, and, terrible decision on that. End. You know what? You know what? It, that explains a lot, though, from Raw. 
that he wasn't on commentary. And he's Raw commentator. So the fact that he wasn't on Raw, and it was Corey Graves, some guy I've never heard of. He's from the MLB Network. Why the fuck did he show up? I think that he, you know, it's just a new job for him. I think that they know how good he is at calling MLB games and talking about sports that they brought in. I mean, he does sound he does sound good as an announcer, so he just got to get his bearings right. With <clears throat> My thing is, though, is if you're going to hire someone, hire someone that knows the product. Well, I think he knows it to an extent, and I think he'll catch on quick enough. I think we'll be all right. Oh, I hope we'll so. see. Um. Yeah, Billy Kay was just on WrestleMania with Carmella in that tag team turmoil. So at least yep. she got a payday out of it, I'll say that. Yeah. Um, but both iconics, that sucks ass. Two years ago, they were at WrestleMania winning the, N- or the NXT. I should just say the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships because that's what the more important tag team championship is anyway. But the women's tag belts at a Fatal 4-Way at WrestleMania 35. Mm-hmm. Two years later, they're gone. Yeah. There's so- something doesn't seem quite right about it, but whatever. Um, Mickey James, she's a veteran, uh, almost 20 years in the business. You know, uh, she's only been back for, what, it's 2021, five years? Yeah, and not, not even full-time, too. Yeah. So. Uh, Chelsea Green, for those of you who don't know, uh, is Zack Ryder's fiance. So that was a long time coming. Tucker, that was a long. That's not really a long time coming, but that was you know foreseeable. You you as soon as he broke away from Otis, it mm-hmm. was okay. Tucker's going to be. I I knew that Tucker was going to be gone at the spring cleaning. I knew that. He just, um, I, I mean, I wish him nothing to the best. I'm not going to badmouth him, but he doesn't have that factor. Like, he's not very good on the mic, and I mean, he's, he's a good athlete, but oh well. I hope he goes on to do something. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Kalisto, uh, very shocked to see that one. Uh, I really thought they would use him as to try to be their big, like, one of their big Latin stars between him and Damian Priest and, you know, get get that rub from Mysterio and Dominic and everything. Mm-hmm. But for whatever reason, he just never clicked. Um, and that sucks. Uh, a former Andre the Giant Battle Royal Memorial winner, Mojo Raleigh, which name is etched in the trophy so they can never get rid of that now. <laughs> um, Bo Dallas, the brother of Bray Wyatt and the son of IRS, who I thought was at WrestleMania under the Fiend mask. I will say that. We'll get to that later. <laughs> Dude, when you sent me that, I'm, st- I'm sitting there in the stands going, Cody. But no, okay. So, again, we'll talk about the different perspectives and when, when we get to it. But we want I want to get through this first. Um, For sure. And Wesley Blake. Uh, Wesley Blake was part of the Forgotten Sons, was part of uh, Blake and Murphy. So, and I'm honestly surprised to see Buddy Murphy not on this list. Yeah, with having uh, Blake in there, it is kind of. 
I mean, I mean, I feel like there's other other people they could have got rid of uh, today than the ones they did. But. Well, well, let's shoot some off. Let's see who we who we can come up with here. Who do you think they should have gotten rid of? Well, like you you just brought up the main one for me. Like he had no, like they fit him. They fit him into this stupid scenario where he was following uh, Rollins around like mm-hmm. a little puppy. You know what I mean? A disciple, so that, yeah. Yeah, and so that was kind of whatever. Um, I I thought that Tucker was going to get released, but I do I think that he deserved a release? Not really. Um, I think that they could have paired him up with somebody else. Um, who could they have gotten rid of? Oh, let's see. Keep Samoa Joe, okay. But you could have got rid of... Boy, I don't want to be too picky here. Well, think like think of people who haven't been on TV or who you know, like I mean, think about it. Matt Ryder or Zach Ryder, Matt Ryder, Matt Corona, Zach Ryder. Um, Zach Ryder had was part of the company for a better part of ten years, and he had maybe twenty five percent of his career on TV. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. You know what? I saw him at uh, at Mania. I saw him walking around backstage because I could see backstage a little bit. Um, what's his nuts there? Not Kali, but uh, the other, the one that's Canadian. Ginger or Jinder Mahal. Yeah, so he he could have got cut. Like he's never on TV. It's pointless to put him on TV because he's. I don't like him at all. Um, Former WWE champion kind of helps him stay in the mix i guess i don't know yeah he was he was good to put his champion as a heel because nobody liked him well let's go but. through let's go through the actual superstars on the shows um jesus christ so many fucking champions um okay raw You know, honestly, think looking over this now, um, Cedric Alexander. I know he was just part of the hurt business, but he, for a long time he was floundering. And after Vince broke up the team, I'm thinking in my head, well, he's done. Yeah, that's a definite possibility. He could have been part of that list. I'm surprised David Otunga's still in the fucking roster. Yeah, he's not even doing anything. Yeah. Um, you know, so with Kalisto off of Raw now, that leaves Lindsay Doradio and Grand Metalik without their third member of Lucha House Party. So do you think they're just not going to be on TV or they're going to do something different with them? Oh, they sure as hell ain't going to do anything different with them. I know that. They're just, they're going to flounder on fucking TV. Because they, as of right now, the way I look at it, um. You don't think they'll pair them up with or against the Mysterios? They're on Raw. Doesn't matter. They could, they could swap things around here very soon. Mm, not till September. That's when the next draft will be. And I, and that's another thing, the draft if they do what they did like they did the last couple years, just switch everybody except the main people, fuck the draft. <laughs> they should switch five people from each brand, including NXT UK, 
and just only switch five people, not switch the entire roster from both shows except champions. Well, you know what I think they should do? I think they should throw all of them in into a, a big old spinner, right? Oh, like a God. Lottery thing. Not all that again. Them. All of them. Put them in a digital randomizer. I don't give a shit. All of them, though. Raw, SmackDown, NXT, uh, UK, all of them. And they... Completely random. Good luck. So you're saying just do a complete randomizer and just shoot off 20 to each brand. Give, yep. give or take a few. Yeah, so obviously, you know, you could do it draft style. They could make it look draft style. Mm-hmm. But just just completely random. Separate, just spread them all out. Okay. Because then they're going to get people watching every aspect of WWE if you do it that way. True. Um, who, who's another good candidate who, well, not candidate, but who would have been a good person to, uh, I hate that we're playing with people's lives here, but still, um, Ali, I really thought was going to be on the back burner of the releases. Any of the, any of retribution? No, because after Monday night that there, two of them are now on part of the heart business. Well, only those two guys. The rest of them, see ya. Yeah, but I think Mia Yim's going to come on the Raw as Mia Yim. That's, I'm fine with Which that. Which I'm fine with. Yo, uh, I'm surprised that, well, never mind. I'll leave that for I'll leave that for SmackDown talk and WrestleMania talk. Okay. Daba Kato. Fucking Christ, don't get me started on that fucking dumbass. <laughs> um, see, this is why I was leaving it alone. <laughs> Riddick Moss... If you don't remember him, he was the quote-unquote bodyguard for Mojo Raleigh during the 24-7 shit last year, two years ago now? Something like that. So, surprised he still has a job. Um, Haven't seen Nikki Cross on TV in fucking months. Did she get hurt or something? No, they're just not using her. Okay. Um, Humberto uh, Carlito? Carlito? Whatever. Um, I'm surprised he's not on the releases. That kid's got great skill. I cannot believe they're not using him. Because he was a Paul Heyman guy. Paul Heyman, so, before, or no, during the pandemic too, like after 36, after WrestleMania 36, there was a huge influx of, well, before that too. It was like, when Paul Heyman took over as executive producer of Raw, mm-hmm. he uh, he put forward all the Latin talent: Mysterio, Carlito, Andrade, Garza, Selena Vega, Black. Um, he was putting over different superstars, and once he got taken out of power, Vince is just like. Bye, 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 bye. Mysterio, you're staying. Bye, 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 bye. What what happened to Aleister Black? He, he's just not being used. It, the last I saw of him was uh, before SummerSlam, and it was him versus Kevin Owens, and he was wearing a stupid eye patch, and Ooh. Kevin Owens beat him, and then it was 
But I think he needs. He's got a good character. He needs to come. He's back. got a great character, but the problem is, I think he's in too much hot water being married to Selena Vega. Yo, I'm telling you, sometimes some people opening their mouths hurts other people like that. Sorry, she was in support of unionization of shit. You can't cross the boss. You cannot cross Vince McMahon. Yeah, I know. Look at the federal government, Ted Turner, and fucking <laughs> everyone else. Um, let's see here. Apparently, Black is on SmackDown. I didn't even know that. Um, yeah, I, SmackDown's an interesting bunch of people who you can't really um say should be released. It's interesting to say the least to look at, because like there was a few Raw superstars you can definitely see being released right now. SmackDown, I don't see. Well, it's because SmackDown's a superior show right now. Yeah, I don't see anybody. Maybe Tamina. Like, maybe. But besides that, everybody on SmackDown, well, besides Mojo Rawley now, uh, is being used. Yeah, Cesaro, Chad Gable, Big E, uh, Bailey. I take that back. Bailey's not being used, but she's being more of an uh, interviewer. Yeah, it's just you can definitely look at the list of SmackDown and be like, okay, so maybe they need to put some people on Raw. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so. So, obviously, we're going to get our perspectives on WrestleMania both nights. And we're going to start off with the match I believe should have been the main of fucking event. Not the PR stunt they fucking pulled night one. Uh, Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. Well, first, let's let's talk about your little 30-minute predicament at the start of the show. <laughs> so... <laughs> 30-minute predicament, <laughs> we uh, we get down there plenty early, okay? Mm -hmm. Like, plenty early. And this place is a mob scene. Now, they let in 25,000 people, I think, and that place can hold, like, 75,000 right. people or 68,000. I thought they allowed up to, like, 40,000. Like, they were, like, that That was the max they were going to do. Um, yeah, it sold out, and they only did 25,000. Oh, wow. So, when you get to your seats, it was really nice. They had all the seats that were closed, like not for sale, all zip tied up. Like you couldn't sit them at all. So you were socially distanced. You got your own spot. It was really, they did a great job. So shout out to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers organization. That, that was cool as hell. They kept everybody safe. Everything was all digital payments. So no cash was going around anywhere. Oh, wow. Um, they had reverse ATM, so if you had cash, you put it in the ATM, it spits out a prepaid debit card. So, yeah. Really? So it was really cool. Yep. Really cool. Um, everybody was super friendly. Obviously, when you get around a bunch of people that love wrestling and WWE, everybody's just having a great time. I had people coming up spinning my spinner belt. 
It was just, it was a riot. Now, not but, to be that guy, but were you, were you, were you that guy that had like a spray bottle of like fucking uh, <laughs> sanitizer? Just be like, <laughs> nah, no, I just, I wore my mask the whole time, like they asked us to do. And uh, okay, so okay, so you bring that up, and I, I'm glad you brought that up. I'm watching it on Peacock. Mm-hmm. Maybe five percent of you fuckers are wearing masks. Yeah, a lot of the people down low um, that were in the camera's view, and I'm sure that they're going to get in trouble for it, um, their masks were down on their chin or however. Um, but Oh, I was I seeing people mask. with, like, no mask, period. Like, not even around their ears. <laughs> yeah, no. And they definitely were. It was on the PA system. There were signs everywhere. You know, you were required to do um, a health screening before you went in both days. Wow. They took your temperature. There was your temperature check when you walked in. Um, I mean, they did everything the right way to make sure this could happen. But as we're getting there, the winds are getting really strong. So I'm like, damn, I'm like looking around. All of a sudden it went from sunny to black. (laughs) I'm like, uh, our phones are going off. Severe weather alert, possible tornadoes, et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, holy shit. Like, I'm going to (laughs) die. So we, we get in there. And we're walking around and it starts raining. Well, I want to go to my seat to watch uh, if there's any pre-show that's going to happen. We walked by where they were filming that. That was cool. Right. Um, Well, it starts to rain. No big deal, whatever. Then it starts to lightning and it starts to downpour. Mm -hmm. And when I say downpour, I'm talking a monsoon. You could barely see. So they put over the PA system that we had to hang out. So this is before all of you guys could even tune in. I'm talking, this is about 5.30, 6 o'clock. Oh, so it had so, already rained before the show started. Oh, yeah, that's why it was such a delay to even start the show. So this show, we the doors were at 4.30. Mm-hmm. We got there at 5 o'clock. The, the pre-show was supposed to start at 6.30. And nothing even got going until about 8 o'clock. And then when they played the promo video... And they were squeegeeing off the ramp that they didn't do a good enough a job of. Uh, they're squeegeeing off the ramp. We could see the water just pouring down the ramp. All of a sudden, they go. I thought they were going to hit all the pyro and introduce everything like that. Nope. Ladies and gentlemen, they turn all the lights on. Please go to the concourse. There's lightning in the area, blah, blah, blah. And so we had to wait like mm, 25 more minutes. And then Hulk Hogan and uh, uh, Titus O'Neil came out and started it off so okay so let okay so here's what i'm gonna try to do here the timeline of events for me was pre-show at 7 30 is when i tuned in mm-hmm. and it was the panel there was no matches Mm-mm. so with you saying that it already rained that explains why there was like a canopy cover over the panel guests yep. so that makes sense now, uh, from what I was watching, they first had, at 8 o'clock, they had Vince and everybody out. Yes, and to thank the fans. they did that. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as that happened, it was the intro, mm-hmm. and then BB Rexa? Or no, BB Rexa and then the intro. Yeah, yeah, so you got them thanking the fans, uh, BB Sings, intro, 
and then they told us to go inside. Okay, so that's what I was watching after the uh, cold open of WrestleMania. I we got we got sent straight to the announce team, and I was watching everybody get up from their seats behind the announce team, leaving the stadium. <laughs> yep. So obviously there was everybody's talking, everybody's rumbling. Everybody's worried that we're going to have to have it delayed or they're going to do this or that. People are wanting, like, free stuff. Like, people are asking for Are they really stuff. being like, douches? Oh, yeah. There was people, like, all bent out of shape. I'm like, dude, what are you going to do? It's the first time that it's rained hard like this during an outdoor WrestleMania. Like, there's nothing you can do. That's what's going to happen. You know, they can't have lightning going on while we're sitting up in the sky in the 300 section. Right. We're going to die. Right, exactly. So, I just brushed it off, and I went and got a pretzel and some beer, man. I just, like, oh, wow. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> I, don't recommend, I don't recommend buying beer or any alcoholic drinks at that stadium, I'll tell you right now. They make their killing on one of those. <laughs> $18. Are you kidding me? Well, yeah, like Sabres games, Bills games, any type of sporting event, you're paying three times the amount for fucking alcohol. Killer man, like they're killing it over Why there. Why <laughs> do you think they fucking pregame before you fucking go in the stadium and then you get one more drink and you're over the fucking edge and then you got stupid oh. people fucking fighting each other? Don't you worry, I pregame too, my friend. That ain't no problem there. <laughs> so, okay, so we got to that and then. So, did you see any of the interviews? Oh, no. No, so now that's the cool part. The interviews were off script. Right. A lot of these interviews All that just happened. Yes. The you're talking with the weather delay. Mm-hmm. I saw none of that. I can't hear the announcers. I don't see any of that stuff that you guys saw. Um, well, I was nothing. just wondering if there was like TVs or something in the concourse that you guys could have seen while this no, was sir. all going on. So you did not see the Lashley, McIntyre, Owens, New Day. Uh, and who else? I think Sami Zayn, and wh- I think there was one more interview. I'm probably missing it. I don't know where it is, but um, yeah, you could definitely. Oh, Strowman, which that was the funniest one because he was talking over himself like so fast, like trying to hype up the match between him and Shane that he was talking so fast he was shortening the amount of time he needed to fucking space. And it was just so funny to watch. But McIntyre delivered a great emotional promo. Kevin Owens showed that he does not need a fucking script at all. MVP, I'm thinking that he does not need a script. He needs a script. For whatever reason, he just shit the bed. (laughs) I gotta find these. I gotta find these interviews. Dude, they were good. They were really good, especially for being off the cuff like that. Um, That's awesome. And then we we don't get you guys don't get the opening pyro until like halfway through the show because they don't want yeah. all the wet fireworks to like get down, come back down and spread shit. And well, the rain, um, the regardless um, throughout the night, um, made the pyro a lot more smoky. Yes. So. After the pyro went off, all the smoke kind of held right there, and it was cool. So where I was sitting on night one was looking 
at the right. I'm sorry, if you're looking at it from the ring, it would be the left side of the stage. So I'm like a bird's eye view. So I could see the pyro behind me, how they were doing that cool display in the sky. That was right over my left shoulder. It was awesome. Oh, that's pretty cool. Okay. Yep. And then night two, I was on the same side, but I could see all the entrances this time. Oh, so that's that was neat. sweet. Okay. Watching Edge Edge come out with all the pyro. Mm-hmm. Killer. Absolutely. Okay. So so night one, what was your what was your ring advantage? Like what was your perception of the ring? Um, not so good, honestly. It was from an angle and I could see when I say I could see half the ring, I mean I could see more than half the ring, but there was a pole right in the middle of the oh, ring for me. Fuck. So you you were probably sitting right in front of where like the the four poles put the canopy over the ring and you could Exactly. Oh, you got a shit spot, dude. Was that both nights for you or was it just the one the first night? So that was night one. Night two, we, we have a different perspective. We were fit, sitting in Stone Cold section 316. Um, that section was better. I could see more of the ring. The pole was still there, but I could see more of the ring. Okay. I could see the, the announce table pretty good, and I could see all of the entrance and all of the ramp. Oh, that's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, that, that, was, that was better for sure. <sighs> so... Highly, highly recommend anybody who decides to go to Mania, um, order them as early as you can and order in the 200s or, like, the first five rows. Mm -hmm. Like, you got to spend the money. I mean, when I went to, uh, when I went to 34 in New Orleans, um, I was up in the 600s of the Superdome. I don't recommend that. I mean, it was cool. 600s? Oh, dude, they—that is the biggest stadium I've ever been in in my life. Oh my! God. And I'm a—I'm a sports fanatic. I've been to many different stadiums. I was like looking. All I had to do was look like this over a little bit, and it was a straight drop all the way down to the ground. So, picture Buffalo Bills Stadium or any stadium for the people listening. Your normal stadiums where you can go to 600, and then you can look out. You can see the street and everything. Double your height. That's where I was in the Superdome. It was very... I mean, it took a long time to get up there, too. I bet it fucking did. Jesus Christ. Half hour, at least, to get to my seat. Don't fuck that. So if you had to mm -hmm. fucking take a piss break, you better fucking time them. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely. As soon as as soon as they hit a pin, one, two, three. All right, go. Yeah, run. you fucking run to the bathroom, the closest bathroom you can find. So, uh, first match, obviously, Lashley versus McIntyre. What were your thoughts on this being the opening match? Um, I found out hours beforehand this was going to be opening match, and mm -hmm. I'm like, this is bullshit. Yeah, wasn't too thrilled. I mean, I'm glad that the women headlined it. Good for them. Um, awesome. Um, but I wasn't too thrilled that it was the opening match, um, but... The boys put their money where their mouth is, and they gave it all. I mean, it was a it was a great match for uh, for having to start off Mania like that. Um, very very upset with the outcome of that. I I thought that for sure they were going to give McIntyre his moment. He didn't get to have that moment with the fans last year. That's what I was thinking. The uh, same thing. But as soon as they had Lashley make him pass out, I was like, well, you know what. It really is the almighty era. 
Lashley's holding on to that belt for a long time. At least a SummerSlam. That's at least what I'm thinking. And, and if he doesn't drop it at SummerSlam, he's going all the way to Mania again. Maybe. Unless, unless somebody cashes in with money in the bank in between. Yeah, exactly. We still have that variable to go through this year. Um, so, TV-wise, I... I saw the distraction. Did you catch the distraction right away or not? As far as? Um, when McIntyre went for the Claymore. Oh, no. So, see, that's the thing. When, when you're watching it live and you're up high like that, you're focusing so hard on trying to watch it. You can't see those little things you guys get to see on TV. So well, that would be your, that, that, your perspective. That's the thing, though, is what I'm trying to get at is that we didn't really see a distraction. We wh- What they were portraying it was is that MVP was yelling at McIntyre, which um, a, a manager yelling at McIntyre surrounded by 25,000 people, you would think that wouldn't, like, get him. Right. No, MVP was moving around the ring, but... If they're selling that as him distracting him, that's a pr- little bit of a stretch for me. Well, it was because McIntyre looked back to the MVP. Like he did a couple, he like did a step, looked back at MVP, and then tried to finish out the Claymore run. And then you saw the, you know, him getting hit and then doing the hurt lock. I gotcha. I gotcha. So- yeah, so I guess. It's hard. I guess if I was in, say, like the front row or something, I probably would have seen that better. But being up in the three hundreds, I, I couldn't tell you confidently okay. that there was a distraction. Okay. Um. So, you think Lashley winning is okay? It was. It, it wasn't the wasn't the outcome everybody wanted to see, but it still was an outcome that could have happened. Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of Vince giving the old ha ha to everybody. <laughs> Because most most people thought, yeah, McIntyre's getting it back. Um, but I am. I mean, I'm good with Lashley getting it. And I don't like Bobby Lashley, but that's why it's good. He's a heel, he's an asshole, and he's an animal. So, and you saw, you get to see that on Monday Night Raw this week, where he comes in and he's like, oh, flashy with his suit on and signing autographs. And Dude, that orange suit was killer. Me. He was dripping. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he looks great in that, and that's the thing. He looks like a damn killer champion, and he's laying guys who are very skilled to waste in front of him, and almost as if it's nothing. Right. So, like I say, he's going to hold it for a long time. Um, I don't know who's going to take it from him. I would anticipate a Money in the Bank cash-in in order to beat him or somebody um, the likes of uh, Keith Lee. Uh, there you big, go. I'm talking big, big guys, you mm-hmm. know, guys who can hold their own against them. Somebody who it's going to be hard for him to get that hurt lock on and make him pass out. Right. Okay. John's, John Cena is the only person to ever break the master lock. So I'm just saying, like, it's got to be a big boy to break that hurt lock. <sighs> what? John Cena, what, what was the title of that? This is called Be a Work in Progress. <laughs> oh, you mean a five-year relationship with Nikki Bella? Um, so, <laughs> do, do your, your best, best every day, day. Do your best every day. Man, he has a do real. He has a real. He has a real knack for rhyming words. Um, 
Yeah, and he probably sold billions of copies of them. Now, what's really cool about these is mine are signed. He'll be back, don't you? He sold more copies of Elbow Grease than those fucking two books combined. The two books just released last week, dude. Give him a minute. I bet you a children's book would fucking outrun those. I, I hope that the children's book do that. The children's book are more important anyway. I also own the Elbow Grease books as well. Well, fuck you. I need those. I have kids. <laughs> Let's go to Barnes & Noble, buddy. Yeah, well... Anyways, go going going from one laughing stock to another. Um, that women's tag team turmoil match. Oh God, kidding me! So we're just gonna skip all the shit parts and go straight to the one that made me laugh my ass off. Wee! Yeah, exactly. Mandy Rose fucking falling right on her ass. <laughs> she uh, she went down pretty good. I got a good view of that. That was funny. And then I'm laughing, and a bunch of people didn't even notice that she did it. Mm -hmm. And then she tweets the next day that her butt hurts. <laughs> she made light of it. Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, uh -huh. But no, it was funny. Like, somebody actually took a still of that, like, right before she landed. And it looked like she took a phantom sweet chin music, and someone's like, she didn't slip, she just is selling a sweet chin music from John Cena. So it was like... <laughs> That's funny. But, um, yeah, so, I mean, the match was what it was, I guess. Congrats to Natalia and Tamina winning that championship opportunity, and we'll just put, we'll just lump that match in with this. Yeah, that's a good idea. The Nia Jax, Shayna Baszler, Tamina, Ni Natalia match was dog shit. Honestly... I could have taken a nap during the turmoil and that match. Oh yeah, exactly. In fact, in fact part of that, uh, part of the actual championship match was because that was night two. Mm -hmm. I went and I got I got food and I walked around and then I came back up. Smart man. Um, no, it was just it, I don't know it. It took the wind out of the sails after that Lashley match, and I was like, "What the fuck." Yeah, it definitely wasn't a good transition, but they couldn't have started with that turmoil match either because that would have been a shitty way to start WrestleMania. I'd rather have that than the WWE Championship. I think that should have been the main event. Well, yeah, the, the heavyweight championship should always be the main event, in my opinion. But no offense to the women, that turmoil match, um, A, should have been pre-show work or non-existent. Exactly. I agree with that. Um, I'm sorry. Oh my god, it's just... It was the shits. It was the absolute shits. And I think that Natalia should still be on her own. I don't think she should be a tag team. Um, I think that if they put Natalia with a proper character, that Natalia deserves a championship. Oh yeah, without a doubt. I think Natalia should be a heel. Because she's she can be a natural bitch. That's a fact. Um... But to go from that to the next match was a godsend. No pun intended to the Messiah, Seth Rollins. But Seth Rollins versus Cesaro, that was a night one match of the night. Stole the show for me. And 
the just the move sequence these guys did. I was so happy with the with their work. I was so just enthralled with everything. I was I freaking popped out of my seat when he did the corkscrew frog splash. Yeah, that was sweet. The corkscrew frog splash and then the stomp uh, reversed into the uppercut. That's going to be in 2K22, I fucking bet. That, <laughs> that would be sweet. Like be an OMG be moment, like like uh, how you can counter the stomp into the RKO if you have an OMG counter as an RKO. <laughs> so just do that and put it as an uppercut and then fuck. Boom! Right as the stomp goes. Yep. That'd be fucking sweet. But, um, dude, this... I'm excited for 2K22 now that you mentioned it. Right. Like, they sh- did, did you guys see the commercial for that when it aired? Yeah, it looks awesome. Okay. I just... I don't know what they show you guys at the same time that they show us, and I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, the Rollins-Cesaro match was freaking banger uh i definitely recommend go watching that one again it was a very entertaining match it is congrats to cesaro for the number one or for his first singles match and his first win at wrestlemania yeah i give that one a nine and a half out of ten um i'd say i'd say eight and a half eight and a half to nine yeah i i wouldn't have put cesaro over over seth but seth doesn't need a win anyway so I guess it works. God damn. Rough crowd. <laughs> oh, I don't I'm sorry. I I don't support Cesaro only because he is terrible on the mic. Um if Cesaro Cesaro needs a mouthpiece. He needs Paul Heyman or something. If he had yeah, if he had a mouthpiece, it'd be different. He's a supreme athlete. I love the swing. Um, I love the new moves that they were doing. Um, and not to backtrack too much, but I, I'm hoping that a lot of people notice McIntyre's new moves. Um, he pulled out three or four new moves during the match. Oh, yeah. That we traditionally don't see. So, um, I mean, these guys came to, to put up a show. And then, like you say, Rollins and Cesaro, that was killer, man. That was definitely oh, yeah, that uh, was, match of the match. That was neat. That was really cool to watch and, you know... I was very happy with the outcome of the match, but you know that that could have opened Mania. That I would have been okay Mania. with that open Mania. I would have been so Seth, okay with that opening Mania. Seth Rollins' new entrance is incredible. They kind of blended his last two uh, theme songs. It's weird, but I like it. Yeah. So that was good. That was good. Uh, next match, we saw AJ Styles become the 52nd Grand Slam champion in WWE history. I don't know what the actual number is, but it, there's been a lot of them in the last five years. So, just accept that he's now a Grand Slam champion. Um, AJ Styles and Omos defeat the New Day to become the new Raw Tag Team Champions. I don't know why they just could have kept them on the fucking Hurt Business and done this, but it is what it is. New Day have their well, 11th tag reign as three weeks old. <laughs> you basically should just say that uh, Omos is uh, the champion because, yes, AJ was there, but, dude, once that dude stepped over the top rope, it was off. <laughs> They were bouncing off of him like ping pong balls. Boing, boing. He's just putting them down. Now I have to, I have to steal something from uh, 
Jim Cornette because I I just got done listening to his review of 37. They did this ass backwards. A, AJ should have been playing like a heel manager type role and having his big giant out first and never touch the ring and have the giant fucking beat the New Day for the tag Mm -hmm. titles. The New Day were treating AJ Styles like a babyface, and the New Day were treating themselves as a heel tag team, just keeping them, just keeping AJ away from Omos. So when Omos finally got the tag, he got a babyface reaction. He's supposed to be a heel, right? <laughs> so right. it's like, it, that's why I preference this. I'm stealing it from Jim Cornette because he's right. The like looking back on that, that's exactly how this happened. I'm like, the New Day are toying with AJ, and they're supposed mm-hmm. to be the good guys. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Right, right. <laughs> he and then he just puts them down like it's he fucking absolutely nothing. To them, he is fucking children. He's a huge dude. I never really gathered how big he was until I saw him stand in the ring next to those guys. <laughs> I'm like, dude, they're dead. You know <laughs> they're how so dead. You know how I realized how big he was? When he had the championship around his shoulder. I was like, fuck, that's a twenty dollar toy to that man. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just like, you could literally buy a twenty dollar replica belt from Walmart and put it on his shoulder and it would be no different. <laughs> Right. That's exactly right. That's how big he looked. I was like, what the fuck? Overall, good match. I think the roles were reversed a little bit. They should have just had almost start the match. But it is what it is. Congrats to AJ becoming whatever time or whatever Grand Slam champion. Uh, Omos, you haven't shit the bed yet, so keep it up. (laughs) Uh, I can't wait to see uh, how they're going to... Take the titles off of them. I, I'm assuming that at some point Almas turns on Styles, but I feel like they're going to do a Diesel Sean moment where like uh, almost gets betrayed one too many times by accident, and then they just throw the tag belts down on the ground. <laughs> it's a possibility for sure. Uh, next match, Braun Strowman defeated Shane McMahon inside the second only steel cage match in WWE history at WrestleMania. Yep. What did, okay, so from your vantage point, oh, that's what I wanted to say about Omos too. From your vantage point, how did you, how could you tell how big he fucking really was? Um, so I had, the view was was not good as far as seeing the actual fighting in the ring, but where he's standing as, as a tag partner, he's like double the height of a fuck the post that the, the ring that the, the turnbuckles are on. Yeah. So I was like, Holy shit, like I'm looking at this perspective. This dude's tall. You could use his head as an antenna. Right. He's a big boy. Okay. That's what gave me the perspective. He's a big boy. And then what was your perspective of the cage? That was cool. So they brought it down. I thought they were going to start Mania with it because they brought it down in order to dry it all. They had a whole huge crew down there drying the whole thing off. Really? So that the guy, yeah, so that the guys didn't slip on it. Whole thing. Wow. So 
they brought that down, and Braun was actually, before the show, Braun was waving to us behind stage, and he was flexing, and he was waving and dancing, and so was Otis. Otis was rubbing his belly. Oh, yeah, you could hear him all the way down. It was so funny. You could hear him that loud? Yeah, he was yelling to us. Braun did his big Braun yell. You could hear him down there. It was cool. Wow, that's neat. Yep. Yeah, it was a fun time. So... Did you see did you see any of the spots? Or did you have to look at like the the Triton Tron or Tron or whatever camera angle you saw? Yeah, so for me, I was doing my best to watch the actual ring, but I had I had no choice but to look up at the Jumbotrons to to watch the match most of the time. Okay. Watching him rip the cage though, dude. Right, like I'm like <laughs> Okay, so he grabbed his hand. Is he going to pull him, like, is he just going to take Shane out with the wall? No, he fucking rips the wall down and just takes Shane in through the hole he made. And I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, yep. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, it was awesome. I thought, uh, I thought this was going to end in some bullshit fluke way that Shane wins. Right, exactly. Like, like when he, uh, him and Kevin Owens, what, uh, was it him and Kevin Owens, right? Where they went off the, the high, the high tower there and, um, his arm was on top of him and pinned him. Yeah. No, Paul, that was, Paul's that was him and him and Miz, but I'm thinking it was going to be this bullshit finish, which actually happened that same year where Strowman, or no, the year before that, before him and Miz, Strowman versus Kevin Owens at Money in the Bank inside a steel cage. Yeah, they went through the cage. Nope, they were both up top. Kevin Owens got thrown off the cage onto an announcer table and won the match. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah. What I'm thinking of is when um, Roman Reigns or some... Yeah, Roman Reigns speared Brock Lesnar yeah, through Brock, the cage Yeah, he speared Lesnar through the cage, even though Roman's Reigns' feet hit first... They technically counted Lesnar as the winner because his back hit the floor or whatever, and the ref fucked up the decision, which is fantastic. Um, <laughs> but I thought they were really gonna—I thought they were gonna play up the storyline of him being stupid and having him throw Shane off the cage onto the announcer table and having Shane win by accident. <laughs> yep, yep, I thought so too. But I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad at how it happened. Pulled him into the ring like that. Yeah, it was good. Um, no, uh, I don't want to talk about this match. I really don't want to fucking talk about this match. I don't want to talk about fucking Bad Bunny and the Miss. <laughs> All right, we don't have to talk about it much. I will tell you this: the the entrance for the Miz and Morrison was hilarious. I loved it, especially. Because all of a sudden, I, I see all these people coming. I'm like, what in the hell is going on here? And here's all these fucking bunnies. <laughs> but to be fair, um, the entrances were cool. Bad Bunny actually performed well. I did not expect that. But his move on the outside of the ring to John Morrison, yo, that was sweet. That is called the Canadian Destroyer. It is a front flip pile driver. Um, A, I can't believe I'm about to fucking say this on air. <laughs> a, Bad Bunny put in the work ever since Royal Rumble, 
every day he was in the performance center training, taking it seriously, yes, and I understand that. Mm-hmm. He did he did basic shit for a guy who should know what basic shit is. But yeah, I he did a good job. But because he's a celebrity, he should have less than the basics and have shit set up for him so that he can get the pin or have Damien get the pin over the Miz. For sure. But the fact that he did so much stuff as a celebrity. Yeah, he performed. Like what the fuck? It 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 <laughs> it, it, it it turned me off, A. And B I'm I'm glad he took it seriously, but he took it too seriously to the point where he was starting to out wrestle Miz and Morrison. This is his first professional match ever. This is his first WrestleMania. Yep. I'm glad he took the serious training, but I'm pissed that he took it too far and practically out wrestled Miz and Morrison. Yeah, that's a fact. And we'll get to the other celebrities in the next night, but as of right now, my stance on Bad Bunny stands. He's a fuck. (laughs) He's Pitbull 2.0. And like I fucking called it, this is nothing more than a promotion for his fucking concert next year. Yeah, that was... It was a cool commercial that him and Triple H did. That was stupid. We kind, of, we kind of saw that coming. So I was. So I don't know if you noticed this when the bunnies came out for the entrance. Um, that was <laughs> me and my friend Adam, who was here watching it with me, with our wives talking and bullshit. Um, a, we said that Vince was having a stroke because of the rain. <laughs> then then we had then we said Vince is laughing his ass off because of Mandy Rose. Probably true. And then we said Vince is definitely having a stroke because a couple of the bunnies like a few of the bunnies they were only hopping around with one ear on their head. <laughs> like you you the camera caught when they were bouncing one of their ears fell off the fucking <laughs> Scott had, and I'm just sitting there laughing my ass off, and Vince is probably having an aneurysm backstage, like get that fucking ear back on the bunny's head! Get that fucking ear back on his head! We can't That's afford funny, any yeah. more fuck-ups! That's funny. Oh, God. Now, this is what I call the PR main event. I say that because this is the first time that two African-American women made evented a WrestleMania. They had to really point that one out. That two African-American women are main eventing a WrestleMania. I think that it was the smartest thing that they could have done. And I'll tell you why. Because it is a PR main event. Like, it does look good for everybody. But those two women performed and deserved the main event. It was incredible. 
how can I put this nicely? Tread carefully. <laughs> Did they perform at a main event level at WrestleMania? Yes. Was it a match or a WrestleMania that needed a main event? Or was it a main event that needed a WrestleMania? I'm going with the former on this one because the build-up to this WrestleMania sucked ass. It was dog shit. This was not built as a main event. McIntyre and Lashley was built as the main event, and they got thrown the fucking number one. I agree with you. Um, I think that you could have flopped them, right? You could have had McIntyre and Lashley as the main event. Um, But bear in mind, when Lashley won, the whole crowd was booing. Almost nobody wanted McIntyre, I'm sorry, um, Lashley to win. So just envision that at the end of night one and the fans are all booing. You, You don't want that. I'm okay with that. You don't want that. Yeah, you, you're okay with that, but that's not what WWE wants. Everybody had tears in their eyes and was clapping and was excited for Bianca Belair. I was too, but I still believe this was a WrestleMania that needed a main event. And that's that's what we got was a PR stunt that, yes, it was at main event caliber, but at least build it dead. Build every match like it's supposed to be a main event caliber match. That way yeah. no one's pissed off when the main event is what it is. And it's like, yes, they... Cool. More women getting more chances. No problem with that. My problem was is that you built it to be in the middle of the fucking card... And then you fucking shoot it to the main event because, A, you need a PR stunt to make everybody happy. And you need a bigger PR stunt because it's two black women. No, I I get what you're saying. And I guess just for our listeners to be clear, we're saying that it just didn't have the build. It It was a good main event, but it just didn't have the build to be one. Right. We're not down. We're not downplaying the fact that it was two women headlining. We're not downplaying the fact that it was two black women that headlined. We're just, no, I'm. We're, ups- we're both upset at the fact that the build was trash. Right, it was trash. I'm just saying that in Vince's head, he's thinking, "Oh, this will be great, a great image for the company to have two African American women headline a WrestleMania." Yep. Whatever. Yep. Do what you need that's to exactly do, old man. You a- fucking senile motherfucker. <laughs> Okay, Triple H will take over soon enough. When? When he's fucking senile? Because that's what's going to fucking happen. Triple H is 50. Vince is 70. Vince looks like shit, and he sounds like shit, too. Vince sounds like he's... Okay, Vince sounds like he did when he got pissed in the Attitude Era. But that's consistent now. Yeah. Oh... Your thoughts on night one. Let's wrap a bow on this one real quick. Um, night one, eight and a half out of ten stars overall. Um, I was, I loved, I loved almost everything. The turmoil thing didn't need to happen. 
Um, I really think that McIntyre should have won the championship, but I'm okay with having this Lashley dominant thing. I'm excited to see who can step up to him. I want to see a lot of challengers because he said anybody can get an opportunity. Mm-hmm. So put your put put your money where your mouth is, big boy. Um, very happy for Bianca Belair. I don't know if she's going to have a long reign, um, but. Uh, Charlotte Flair put everybody on notice on Monday Night Raw. Everybody in the entire universe, but we all knew that. You know, Charlotte's the queen, whatever. Hand her, you know, four more championships, she'll tie her daddy. Um, other than that, I mean, it, three. Was, it was great. Three three more championships. Um, now, that's what's funny is, is we could talk about how people count championships because they count all of Charlotte's to get her that big number but they don't count all of Bailey's to get to Bailey's number. You can look it up. When they call out Bailey's championships, they don't seem to keep her as prestigious as Charlotte. So, Well, no, because she's had two NXT, five, six SmackDown. Yeah, so that's seven. She's got, and that's, she's got nearly... She's had SmackDown. She's had Raw. She's had Tag Team. She's had NXT. She's got almost as many as Charlotte, but when they talk about her on TV, they don't even say that they might talk about the SmackDown ones or whatever. Bailey's only a either a one or two time Raw Women's Champion, but she's only a maybe a three time Women's Champion on SmackDown. Tops. She's she's pushing towards 10 championships but they don't even put her in the same realm as Charlotte is what I'm saying well yeah but but she's only a six or seven time world champion while Charlotte is a 13 time world champion I don't count tags neither does WWE so that's why I'm trying to figure out the number there because that's that's what's screwing me up well I guess we'll have to look at their official counts of who has what because yeah, I, I mean I, I think Bailey is is up there with Charlotte in my opinion, but that's, that's oh yeah without opinion. a doubt I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, but anyways, eight uh, back to what you're asking. Night one, eight and a half out of ten. I loved almost all of it, and it was nice to be there, even though the weather was kind of rainy. Take a guess what my number will be. You're always freaking low, but. Uh, I know you didn't like a couple things. You're probably going to go with an 8. I'm going to go with a 7. Should have worked. So. <laughs> and here's why. Yes, the tag team turmoil match did put a smile on my face at the beginning when Mandy Rose fell flat on her ass and when Dana Brooke gave a nip slip. Thank you for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know that. Um yeah, they let it out on Peacock, but when you watched it live, there was definitely some nipple. Um, <laughs> but that match was unneeded, sucked ass. Uh, the main event should have been switched. Regard- regardless of how that match went, I-, I respect both of them. I think they had a great match. I still believe the championship goes on last. Regardless of who you are, the world championship goes on last. That's why I'm giving it a 7 out of 10. 
if it, if it, if the tag team turmoil match was actually decent, um, it would have been an eight out of ten. But because that tag moral that tag team turmoil match sucked ass, and the main event was not what it should have been, seven. Fair enough. Uh, night two. <laughs> so the first match really should have been like, so. Okay, so you're saying you you were able to look right at the stage, right? Uh, yeah. Yep. Okay. Exactly right. So you're looking right at the stage, right at the ring, then you see a giant red box. <laughs> yeah, and it and it came out of nowhere, dude. It came out of nowhere. Like you didn't see um, them pushing or anything? Well, they they must have they must have done the lighting just right cuz all of a sudden the lighting around the ring got brighter and boom, there's the fucking fiend in a box. No shit. Okay, that's interesting. Now, the, the, the entrance was amazing, so I don't know if they did it for you guys on TV. Did you guys get to watch the dead fiend walk through the hallway and turn back into the, the regular fiend? Yeah, that was, that, was a, that was all what it was on the screen was just that. Okay, so that's what we got to see um, while they put the box there. So that's probably why I didn't see it too good because I was watching that screen too. Right. So they did the um, old, the old, did the old switcheroo while they distract you with one thing to distract you with another. Yep. And then here comes Alexa, all cute and shit. I was excited. I mean, I was looking for a huge entrance from the fiend, and it was okay. Like, I like the Fiend in the box. That was cool, but I wanted him to take 10 minutes to get to the ring. I love the Fiend's entrance. I always have. You do know they're pressed for time, right? <laughs> I know, I know. It's like, dude, what the fuck? You, yeah, you're well, you're yeah, that guy that time. likes to watch The Undertaker's entrance at WrestleMania. <laughs> fuck yeah, I do. And the long John Cena ones and the Triple H ones, all of those are... They're awesome. What the fuck? But they totally, totally changed this match the day of WrestleMania. They had to. It was not smooth. It was not smooth at all. This is not how this was supposed to go. Not how it was supposed to go. Not at all. You're correct. So, what culture, or not what culture, cultaholic, uh, apparently the original plans were scrapped. Fiend was supposed to go over. Um, it was changed, not day of, but during the weekend of WrestleMania, and apparently Vince and Bruce were happy with the outcome. Alright, so I kind of get their, where they're going with this now. Now that I've seen Alexa on Raw this week, okay? But I will say this. It was cool, and it was the only way that Randy Orton was winning. I'll tell you that, like the fiend had to be distracted in order for yeah, Orton to win. Exactly. I and I, I know that Orton's the legend killer, blah blah blah. But nothing, nothing hurts the fiend, right? Yeah. So, but Alexa coming out and bleeding tar from like a like crown it, of thorns. It was, exactly. It was, it was exquisite. Because I love Alexa Bliss. Everything that they're doing with her is perfect. Like you've said before, her acting ability is way up here. Oh, yeah. 
the promos, she acts crazy, she's beautiful, and she can perform. I can't wait at some point her and The Fiend will both hold championships. Did you not watch the promo on Monday? That's okay. Don't you worry about it. Just because just because we're going to turn this all into this wonky ass she awoke this Lily or whatever the hell her name is. Which scary as fuck by the way. I can't wait. That's dude, I'm I'm hooked now. <laughs> I mean, I've been hooked. So, there were a lot of people on social media completely pissed off at this. Oh yeah. Um everybody booed after this match too. I mean, everybody all the fans were pissed too. We're like, "What the hell just happened?" Because everybody expects a blow off to happen at WrestleMania. A, yep. don't do that. You're going to piss yourself off. <laughs> and B, the blow off was Randy Orton won the feud. Yep. And it transitioned into a new thing. They did what they wanted to do, which was get your eyes on the fucking night after, which they did. Everybody was like, now they're gonna. Now I have to watch Raw to figure out what's going on. Well, no shit, Sherlock. Right, and now you got whatever the hell she's gonna do with Lily, and you know that it's you know now Bray's in the Funhouse talking as if he's just Bray Wyatt again. So this is gonna get. You're gonna have to pay attention because it's it's like a a good like thriller or like spooky movie where you're mm-hmm. like okay. I gotta watch this twice to make sure I know what's going right, on. Right, exactly. Now, people were like, I waited five months for the Fiend blow off, and I'm like, what the <laughs> fuck? Somebody actually. Keep subscribing. Yeah, right. Somebody actually compared it to the last season of Game of Thrones. <laughs> because, like, I guess, like, an episode. I've never watched Game of Thrones, by the way. So Me neither. I guess, like... I just know that people get bent out of shape about it. Right. I guess the last season, uh, episode two, it came out and everybody was gonna... Or everybody was bitching because they knew how it was going to end. By episode two. So it was like, everybody was complaining about it by then. It's like, okay. So just because you don't like the ending of something doesn't mean you... Don't have to not watch it. You can keep watching it to see how they actually play it out. You know, the actors might have, like, this great acting, like, monologue that, you know, you never thought you'd see out of them. And Mm -hmm. you just downplay it to yourself to where you don't even want to watch it no more. Right. And it was like, what the fuck? Okay, so you're saying that you don't want to watch this no more. You don't want to watch anything to do with The Fiend no more. Because he didn't give you a blow-off that you wanted at WrestleMania because you think that's what should have happened. Right. It's fucking television. Can you predict some of it some of the times? Yes. 90% of the time you can predict a storyline the way it's going to go in a sitcom or a TV show or a drama or a Hallmark movie about 100% of the time, especially if it's around Christmas time. But... Pro wrestling, you should never get your hopes up. Right. Because Vince McMahon will be like, Oh, you have hope. That's cute. Crush. (laughs) (laughs) I swear, sometimes I I swear that he and the producers 
look at the rumor mills of what people think are going to happen, and then they're like, nope, we're going to do the exact opposite of that. <laughs> they do that every fucking time. It's perfect, man. That's why I watch it. That one of my main focuses of watching right now, just because a lot of it has been kind of dull, has been The Fiend and Alexa Bliss. Right, and that, that's like the highlight of this whole fucking thing right now. And everybody's like, oh, he should have more control over his character, he shouldn't have to book this shit, he shouldn't have to be doing this, that. What if this was all his idea? What if he's right. the one pitching this shit to Vince? Yep. Like, fucking... Purple. Yeah, like, fucking Christ, guys. God damn. Sorry that you don't get your little happy ending that you booked yourself in that you'll never see possible because Vince McMahon is not you. Yeah, for real. Oh. God, it's just it's just annoying. Yes, I get it's a supernatural being versus a wrestler. Which granted this should have been a cinematic match. Right. I think they, I was wondering. I think they could have done a shitload better work, especially with Alexa. Like keep the finish the same, and they could just do so much more cinematic bullshit. It'd be awesome. Well, I, I agree on that. Um, I know it was fairly hard for you guys to see because of the red, the red oh, lights. Oh, that fucking sucks! I was so pissed they brought those back. <gasps> So it, it it does it does suck on TV. I know that it does not suck live. I'll tell you right now, it looks pretty damn cool. Really? I think it just the way that the light hits everything and gets absorbed into the camera for you to see. And bear in mind, you're about forty seconds or a minute behind me. Um, just for perspective. about eight to nine like, seconds, really, on a live program. Well, that's I'm just because I was talking with my wife at the same time, like. So, like, I was chatting with her, and I would tell her where I'm at, and she's like, did you just ruin the match for me? And then a minute later, she goes, yeah, you did. <laughs> so, but anyways, um, obviously, there's a little delay. A perfect a perfect digital delay is, like you said, like 8 to 10 seconds. Yeah. But, um, but, no, I could see that match great. I could see that match great. So, in real life, that red light, um, because it's nighttime, too, Red light at night helps you see better. I don't know if anybody knows that, whatever, but... No, did not know that at all, actually. Yeah, like, um, it's just softer on your eyes. It lets you absorb everything better. Hmm. Um, but anyway, it was it was killer. Um, I wish it would have been longer. Um, I wish it wouldn't have ended like that. I thought they were going to kill off the Legend Killer for a while, and then he was going to come back, you know, in three or four months, but... Yeah, that's what I Whatever. was thinking. I'm like, they gotta do something with Orton. Or, you know... But he's also one of those... I do it. He's also one of those characters that can go from one story to the next. He can be, at a drop of the hat, go right on to the next story. Well, then they put him in that triple threat that he didn't win anyways. Right, for which is fine. For contendership, so... Right. Um... We already did the Women's Tag Team Championship match. Uh, Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn with Logan Paul in Sami's corner. Uh, fantastic match. Oh, yeah. Th th this was definitely night two match of the night. Yeah, nine out of ten. Um, right there. Right there with uh, just like the Cesaro 
um, Rollins match, high caliber, uh, speed, power, um, new moves. I mean, you name it, and they, they went for it. Now, do you notice how we've picked those two matches, and all four of those superstars are former Ring of Honor champions? And and I believe they're all NXT champions. Except Cesaro. Cesaro, that's right. Cesaro didn't. But you are, I like that you bring out the fact that they're Ring of Honor champions. That's sweet. Um, in fact, you know, back in the day, I would like be flipping through the stations and that's the only other wrestling I would stop on was Ring of Honor. Mm-hmm. Just because they put out a good product. Oh, they put out great wrestling. But, yeah, like you said, new moves, new everything. Uh, it, it, new moves, but same result as Battleground 2016. Think about that. Five years later, and they're still doing the same damn shit with a little bit extra s- sprinkled in every time. And we still yeah, we're, we're still yeah. watching it. We're still okay with it. Um, Those those dudes have chemistry, man. They perform amazing together. uh, For me personally, highlight of the night was Logan Paul getting stunnered. Um, (laughs) That was sweet. I mean, everybody was calling it. We we were all chanting uh, for the stunner at that point. Like, we knew he was going to get it. Uh, Worst bump he's ever taken, probably. That was fucking stupid the way he took that stunner. But <laughs> is what it is. And then we go to the sleeper match of the weekend. Matt Riddle versus Sheamus for the United States Championship. This this was an awesome match. It's not as good as Owens uh, saying, but it was a sleeper match. That's for damn sure. It was it was hard hitting. These guys pulled out all the stops. It was so hard hitting that Sheamus fucking punted Riddle's head right off his shoulders and made him bleed. Uh, I knew that they were gonna take the title off my bro. I knew it. <laughs> But it still pissed me off when he fucking kicked his head off on that when he flipped. Because obviously you knew it was over. He got him right in the throat and chin with the kick. No, and, he uh, didn't get him in the throat. So, okay, so from your perspective, did you did you see the move replayed on the Triton Or did you just see it right there in the ring? Well, I, I was watching the ring and watched because that, that rope that he bounced off of, I could see almost perfectly. Okay. So... I watched it happen and just see him go flat to the ground. I'm like, Jesus. So I look up at the screen and it looks like he kicks him like right in the throat no. and shit. No, 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 no. He fucking soccer punted the, like how you would like toe kick a ball in soccer. Seamus did that to his fucking chin. He fucking mm. toe kicked him right in the chin, busted his lip wide open. <laughs> And I'm just like, oh, what the fuck? I just hope that they take the title off of Sheamus pretty quick because, I mean, I just can't stand Sheamus, honestly. No, let him have it. You know, this is the first singles championship he's had in five years. Good, he doesn't deserve it. Wow. He was better in the Hurt Business, or Hurt Business, the bar with uh, Cesaro. Uh, I say League of Nations. 
No, the League of Nations is cool, but I'm just saying, I I like that they put him and Cesaro against each other back in the day, blah, 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 all those matches, and then they become yeah. the bar. They were good. They were good as a team. But that was a that was a great match. Like you said, super hard hitting, a slobber knocker, if you will. Oh, yeah, they, um, they fucking went after each other, Jesus Christ. But I think that you're going to be able to have a lot of great matches if they do like the United States Open Challenge or whatever they're going to do. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to have a lot of fantastic matches for that title. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure who you're going to see get that. Maybe uh, Keith Lee when he comes back. It, Keith Lee, if Keith, if Keith Lee's not going after the heavyweight title. No, 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 yeah, the, he sure. will be going for the U.S. title because he was originally supposed to win the U.S. title against Lashley and Riddle. And I think the WrestleMania match was supposed to be Keith Lee versus Riddle for the U.S. title at WrestleMania, which would have been a fucking banger. Oh, oh my God. Hell yeah, that would have been sweet. But because of whatever happened to him, it wasn't COVID-related at all. He just up and stopped showing up. So that's why they had to put Morrison in, because they still needed a triple threat match (sighs) to take the title off of Lashley to make him look strong going into the WWE Championship uh, picture. So that's why Morrison was shoved in at the last minute. And Riddle pinned Morrison. It's a good point. This match sucked ass for me. And I I don't know what exactly it was that sucked the most ass about it, but we're going to find out. Apollo Crews versus Big E in a Nigerian drum fight to become the new Intercontinental Champion. Um... First of all, this dude never should have went to his Nigerian roots. That's just stupid, man. Like, and I, I am not, I am not degrading anybody's, you know, where they come from or whatever. It's just so. Come on, Apollo Cruz is Apollo Cruz. He never had an accent. Now all of a sudden you give him an act like he did. This is just stupid. But I kind of figured that the title was switching hands. But Biggie, Biggie was performing. I mean, they both did a great job. Oh yeah. And then you let them at. I, I hate absolutely hate when they allow interference to, to change a title. And I understand that it's no holds barred, essentially, but come on, dude. Why do you gotta have somebody ruin a match that was back and forth like they were killing each other and then you have this big asshole come ruin it? Um, just for so everybody knows, uh, this big asshole that Matt is talking about is uh, <laughs> Dabokeda whatever the fuck... Dab- yeah, Dabakato. Yeah, whatever this jackass was from Raw Underground. Yeah, from the failed Raw Underground. Which, again, still should have been part of the storyline between Strowman and Shane McMahon, but that's besides the point. Um, yeah, so, okay, he's now, like, Colonel... I don't know. Some fucking Nigerian name. If they would have named him Colonel Mustafa, I would have fucking laughed my ass off. <laughs> The worst part is is that this motherfucker's been on television for the better part of a year, and when he shows up at WrestleMania, the announcers act like they've never seen this motherfucker before. Right. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Jesus Christ. You guys know who this is. 
But they had to be surprised. Did they, though? We should have expected some sort of interference, honestly. Eh, I mean, I guess you're not inaccurate. Oh, well. Uh, it's it's not the end of the world. Um, I think Big E um, is not going to suffer from this um, because of the interference. Big E doesn't suffer from this loss. I think that Big E deserves the push towards uh, the Universal Championship. I think he should have won the fucking Rumble and had this championship match at fucking Mania. Mm, and, and, and maybe he wins... Maybe he wins money in the bank. Yeah. Although I, I can know. I can see them doing stupid shit with him in the briefcase now. Thank you for putting that in the fucking universe. You well, just fuck. Saying, I mean, come on now. Roman Reigns. Oh, I can't. I don't want to jump ahead too much, but you know he's he's going to be the head of the table for however long here. You got to have good contenders. And I think that Big E is a great contender for the Universal Championship. So, do you do you put him into a feud right now and you build it for a couple pay-per-views? Or do you wait and do you get him in Money in the Bank? No, don't. I don't know. I'd have him go through the... Because obviously he's going to get a rematch for Intercontinental Championship. Mm-hmm. And I'm almost guaranteeing they're going to do a fucking triple threat rematch for the Universal Championship. For whatever stupid ass reason. Yeah, that's unfortunate because they 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 made him look like the Tribal Chief at the end of that match. Where he just... Uh, he snapped or whatever and then... They do it, they do it to him. the point where Jey Uso can't interfere. Mm-hmm. That that that's what they're gonna have to do. They're gonna have to do it in a way where Uso can't interfere and then have it like a real triple threat match. Yeah, um, I don't know if they're gonna do, um, you know, uh, some kind of stipulation to where if he does, Roman automatically loses yeah. it. Or um, I don't want to say steel cage because they just did it, but you know, some sort of stipulation, a ladder match would be good. A ladder match would benefit Edge. Um, I, I don't know why you don't like ladder matches. They're the best matches. It's not that I don't like ladder matches. You have a big-ass Samoan, and you have... Oh, God. You can't just put Roman Reigns in a ladder match. Sure you can, because you have two other guys. Look, ladder matches are amazing for them. Oh, ladder matches are amazing for one. Daniel Bryan doesn't like ladder matches. It doesn't matter if he doesn't like them. He performs well in them. Uh, I guess you're not wrong there. This is why we have the podcast and we have different opinions. Because you might not think that that would be a good match. I think that would suck. Just because... Yeah, but I think it would be great. Remember when Roman was about to win Money in the Bank or whatever and Bray Wyatt interfered? I'm glad, Roman didn't, I'm glad Roman didn't get Money in the Bank. Right. but it, But it worked out. I'm just saying, they can't just have another triple threat match. They got to do something. No, I get it. Um, okay. By the way, I think Daniel Bryan's contract is up. Oh no 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 no! He's not. His contract's not up. He's just now going to be a 
a backstage producer for SmackDown. So is he still going to perform in another match or no? He's going to be a part-timer is what I'm gathering. I gotcha. He's he's with WWE for the long haul now. Um, congrats to Apollo, but get rid of your big guy. You don't need him. Um, and this match actually was not a bad match, but it just wasn't. It just didn't hold up psychology wise. Rhea Ripley versus Asuka for the Raw Women's Championship. Mm-hmm. Now, what I mean by psychology-wise is somewhere in the match, Rhea Ripley takes a DDT off the fucking apron onto the floor. That should have been the finish. Because no one's going to get up from a fucking DDT off the floor. But guess what yeah. happens? They both get back in before the count of ten. So now, you have Rhea do her finish, which is the pump handle slam, or the riptide, and that knocks out Asuka, but Ripley taking a DDT to the fucking floor off the apron won't take out Ripley. They don't have much chemistry. Did you notice that? Well, no, because Rhea is a, a, a actual worker. Like, she does a lot of psychology in the ring. She tries to get, like, she knows how to do different gears in a wrestling match. Asuka is a high spot worker. She does spot to spot to spot to spot. And that's why the the, the meshing of styles just did not click at all. Oh, boy. I mean, I was pleased with her entrance. That was cool. Um, I actually got retweeted by uh, that singer um, from New Year's Day when I complimented them in the entrance and all that. They liked my tweet and retweeted me and all that. So that was cool Cool. um, to be involved with the celebrity in that regard. Um, I'm happy for Rhea. Like, I I figured that she would win because she had the celebrity entrance like that. Um, But the chemistry wasn't there, and honestly, the match was boring to me. I'm not not downplaying both of them as superstars at all. Oh no, they uh, it was an okay match. It's just like the psychology just wasn't there. Yeah, I, I mean that being a title match kind of bummed me out, but I'll give it a seven out of ten. Yeah, it's uh, I mean average for me, so five. But I mean it was an okay. I'm glad that you know now you have. Uh, Two more NXT women's stars that have now got rose to the division and won the championship, and I'm proud of both of them. You know, they they deserve it. They deserve every accolade they get going forward. They earned it. Well, and then we saw that on NXT this week. Um, what's her face? That's the NXT champions out there uh, flapping her gums. Yeah. And here comes Rhea Ripley. She comes down to the ring. They smile at each other, blah, blah, blah. Now, um, here comes Bianca Belair, and they all stand there with their championships, and there's their picture of all three of them behind them mm-hmm. when they started in NXT. It was That was a pretty cool moment for them. Right. It's like, it, it was cool, but it's like, to me, does every like group need their curtain call moment now? It's like, I, guess. I, I get the click having the curtain call moment because that was organic. 
I feel like the four horsewomen at TakeOver Brooklyn 1 was a little bit forced, still organic. This last one felt really fucking forced. Yeah. You know, you knew it was bound to happen, but... And now, last but not least, the one where everybody still thinks there's controversy, which I don't fucking understand how the only controversy is is with DraftKings, and I will explain that in a second. Roman Reigns defends his Universal Championship against the Royal Rumble winner, Edge, and Mr. Bitches-a-lot, Daniel Bryan. <laughs> I thought this was going to be WrestleMania, to be honest with you. I thought I Edge thought was running away with the title. Um, I think everybody, everybody thought Edge was going to win. Um, I was on the, the side of Daniel Bryan. Uh, to where not most people were going to pick Daniel Bryan. Um, <clears throat> but I thought for sure, you know, he's done it before. He's done a triple threat before, won the title, um, titles at the time. So I thought for sure, like, no problem. Daniel's going to snag it. And uh, it turned into, like, oh, my God, who's going to win? Oh, crap, this happened. Oh, my God, tables, spear, all this shit's going on, concertos. Yeah, I just didn't see it coming, and then Roman Roman drags him over like that, and there's your controversy. That's bullshit. Both both people's shoulders were on the ground. There's people talking the whole time, like, "Oh no, he didn't. He's not the champion." I'm like, "Dude, what are you talking about?" There's four shoulders on the ground. Yeah, exactly. Two of his and two of his. Easy peasy. Roman did it just right. Right. Well, that's the thing. He did it just right enough to fuck over DraftKings. So, DraftKings has this free pool that everybody can play. Whoever actually, like, gets the number one, like, gets all the bets right first, $1,000 walks away with it. Now, everybody else, it's like second place is like 500, third through 10th is like 200, Ten or eleventh through like a hundred is like a hundred dollars, and then it just goes down the line like however many places they go through. Least the least amount of money you can walk away with is a dollar, just for participating practically. So, Vegas, you can't bet on pro wrestling because obviously it's predetermined. DraftKings somehow figured out that loophole, and they allow you to bet on every bit of the match. So you could do; they were letting you do it on the last two matches, which was the Raw Women's Champion and the Universal Championship. The Raw Women's Championship was: Who do you think is going to win? Will it, will it be by pinfall, submission, or DQ? And will a foreign object be used in the match? I chose Oscar. I said it will be by DQ, and I said yes to the foreign object. Because I'm thinking she's going to get caught with the green mist. I lost all three on that fucking bet. <laughs> yeah, you did. The Universal Championship, though, one had a lot more betting on it. Who's going to win? 
how many spears are going to be thrown and who's going to or no who's going to give the most spears edge roman or a tie slash no one will be giving out a spear how will the match end pinfall submission dq will there be interference by jay uso that's an obvious yes will there be foreign objects involved that's an obvious yes who's going to take the pinfall Edge, <laughs> Roman, or Daniel Bryan? They didn't have. They did not the have a combination of any of the three. Right, right, right. So when Roman Reigns pins Daniel Bryan and Edge, no one won that part of the bet. Right. So no one walked away with a thousand dollars. Damn. At least that's from my take of it, because I still haven't. I I have to verify myself on DraftKings to see how much money I won from the bet. But just from my knowledge on gambling, if that is not one of the choices of the gambling, no one house, wins. <laughs> nope. House wins. If a result happens to which is not in the rules, the house wins the money. So. DraftKings just walked away with $1,000 of WWE's money because WWE fucked themselves in a DraftKings gambling. <laughs> Everybody thinks that Jey Uso cost the match. Everybody thinks that Jey Uso should have been nowhere near the match. Fucking... I, I get why people are pissed that Edge that they want Edge to win. I get why people want Daniel Bryan to win. Here's the sad fact. It was either, people were either saying Daniel Bryan or Edge. No one was picking the dark horse Roman Reigns. That's why I was happy with him winning. And I'm perfectly fine with Roman Reigns winning. There is no issue with me having Roman Reigns win. Because that means now who challenges for the belt? Now who's going to be... Now who do we think the guy is going to be to take the belt off of Roman? That's the thing, man. Like, uh, I want to say that here's what I'd like to happen, if, if, I, if I may. Go right ahead. What, I, what I'd like to see, because backlash is the, the backlash of WrestleMania, okay? I want to see... Within the next couple weeks, I want to see a number one contender built. I don't want to see another triple threat. I want to see a definitive number one contender, and you go one-on-one -on -one versus the big dog. Our tribal chief, acknowledge him. Hell no. Because you're, you're not beating him. You're not beating him. I ain't acknowledging that rock ripoff. Not even the rock's going to beat him, buddy. Bullshit. Rock will kick his ass. Not happening. He's the one that sits at the table. The Rock's the one who built the table, motherfucker. Different table. Different table. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Showed up to dinner late. <laughs> what the fuck? I'm excited. What do you what do you think they're gonna do for uh for Roman? What do you think they're gonna do? Well, if history dictates right, 
since they called it WrestleMania Backlash, which, by the way, you have a bunch of writers in your fucking room, couldn't think of a better fucking uh, tagline for Backlash. <laughs> way to go. Either Daniel gets the shot or Brian gets the shot at Reigns at Backlash. That's what you just you just said, Daniel and Brian. Daniel or Edge. So you're thinking that one of them is going to become number one contender. It, it's either that or they're just going to fucking redo the triple threat match without Jey Uso. It's one or the other. Well, I hope they let us know this week because, honestly, I want a good build for this. Oh, you and me both, but do you think we're going to get it? Fuck no. Probably not. Probably not. They, they fucking... Honestly, with if Daniel Bryan wasn't in the match, it would have been a better match. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it should have just been Royal Rumble winner versus Universal Champion. Not, I'm going to keep on bitching till I get my way, then I get my way, and then I still lose. Yeah. That would have been, honestly, you're right, because then if Edge would have won somehow... It'd have been a good match to see Edge and Daniel Bryan, you know, at the next pay per view or down the line. Right. So with that, WrestleMania is done and over with. We have one year to go to the next one. What do you think of night two? And then what did you think of WrestleMania overall? Um, night two was not as uh, as great. As, as night one, but I enjoyed myself nonetheless, had a better view on night two, um, still going to give night two a seven, um, you know, I'm pulling a Cody here and I'm not going to give him as much credit, and uh, I'm excited, I'm excited to see where we're going um, with The Fiend and Alexa Bliss, um, I, I'm I think that we're going to get a lot of great matches out of Sheamus and the United States Championship. Um, and I'm ready to to sit at the table with Roman and, and watch him continue to dominate. Um, I think we're in for SmackDown continuing to be the, the better show, in at least my opinion. Yep, I um, agree. I think, it, I, think, I think it's better in the ratings as well if we looked at it statistically. So I think you're going to see a lot of good things happening. Um, I'm excited for, uh, you know, new superstars to be moved around. Um, I'm hoping that like the draft or something happens sooner, but like you said, we probably got to wait till the fall. Um, I'm, I'm ready for the road to, uh, the, the road to next WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm actually, you know, you and I had talked, <coughs> excuse me, but I'm going to look into like a, a group pack and try to get down there to Dallas. I'm excited That'd be to fun. see that. That'd be really fun. Um, yeah, I have to, I'm not, I'm not necessarily agreeing with you, but I'm going to be a little bit higher. I'm going to be like eight out of 10 for night two. Everything was good for me except the women's match. I could really care less. Um, but overall, yeah, WrestleMania was a good eight out of 10 both nights. So, so with that next week, we will finish our WrestleMania reviews with WrestleMania 21, and we will go back to normal going through wrestling headlines and everything that happens on during the week. For that, 
I am Cody. That is Matt, a.k.a. DJ Hype Train. Follow us both on TikTok, Facebooks, uh, Instagrams, everything that we have posted in the description. Thank you guys for supporting us all. You know, thank you f- for me personally. Matt, you've only been on like for like last 11, 12 episodes. But this WrestleMania marks a year. The podcast has been on the airwaves. Happy anniversary, buddy. And I am so... I'm happy that it's gotten this far. Yeah, no, you, uh, you're you starting to get a cool following, especially on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've tried to, I try to watch what everybody's doing and following you, and it's pretty cool to watch, you know? If you guys can give me a follow, too, that's great. Like, I'm not here to get extra followers. I'm here to <laughs> you know, be a support supporting role uh, for Cody and the Kayfabe Report. But I think we got something big going here, guys. So we do. We do. We do appreciate your uh, your support because if we don't have the support, then we're not going to exist. Right. So. Well, I you know, like I said, I appreciate everything. I really do, and uh, I'm just so so happy that we can uh, just keep on doing this. Honestly. Oh, yeah. I think it's gonna it's gonna keep on rolling and i can't wait to talk to you guys next week yep so with that podcast is done thank you guys for watching us on twitch for the first time and uh we'll see you guys next week